Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Christmas! Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the fourth of our 12 rambles of Christmas, a daily countdown of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we switched on these microphones of ours in 2007. Mm. We faded them. <laughs> Pete said last week he gave us a last week sorry yesterday he gave us a, a last day a, a hardware insight he did we well, yeah. loaded up Adobe Audition back yeah. in those days we'd be uh, Cool Edit in, Pro mate we'd be in my bedroom or something like that yeah. Yeah. Were, and were, were we not using Cool Edit Pro then we were using no, Cool think, Edit Pro uh, Cool Edit no. cool Pro 2 mate get along okay. I've never used Cool Edit Pro right. Right. Well, you might not have I was Nerd. using Audition we do, <laughs> <laughs> I was using an, an Mbox 2 uh, external sound card there we go. It was supposed to be used with Pro Tools, but I couldn't use it. Tune so, in for more of those Christmas present tips today. <laughs> that's, that's number five. Yeah. But we're on number nine of the 12 rambles yeah. of Christmas. The, the ramble advent calendar. So yes. Yes. Slam down your mulled eggnog. <laughs> uh, and what's in today's box, ladies and gentlemen? It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> oh, Jim. <laughs> Peter, tell him off. Uh, yeah. Not Jim. Peter's the last person to be critical. Yeah, but that's how, that's how bad it was. What a noily Even gym. Peter was thought, oh, that's a bit... That's a bit spicy. What did PD think about that? <laughs> Not for Christmas. <laughs> no, fair enough. One for Diddy Donaldson. Yeah. But uh, we've opened the box and it is Manchester City win their first Premier League title in 2012. Mm, that oh. does make more sense. For the, fi- about it. For the final, <laughs> for the final <laughs> game of the season alone, <laughs> yeah. this is worth a, oh. a chat. Merry Christmas, Manchester United fans. <laughs> <laughs> does that mean we're not talking about our top five finish? Oh, no. unbelievable. Newcastle United. Oh, <laughs> no. 
to hear it. The eight-year contract will be coming up, though, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 2011-12 season was Manchester City's 15th season in the Premier League, and it will perhaps remain their most memorable. They had last won England's top flight in 1968, finishing two points ahead of their local rivals, Manchester United. It would go even tighter than that, though. This that season, um, but since then, despite the odd trophy win here and there, Man City hadn't really been one of England's truly top clubs. I think that's fair to say. From the late sixties until the Premier League began in nineteen ninety two, both Manchester clubs didn't win the title. Then the Premier League came along, and Man United definitely made up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very uh, fair to say, uh, indeed, Jim. Very, you yeah, you agree? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they became the dominant force in, in English football, did, did Manchester United. Man City, in a, in a local context, were way behind them and distinctly second best, of course, in Manchester. You should have told Man City if I was to skip the first. Couple. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I think, uh, they're, I think they're probably this. going to relish that. Yeah. Don't you worry. They, 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 uh... well, there were some other quite tight finishes in the Premier League era. I mean, Arsenal um, were nicked to it by United in 99, yeah. when, they, when the year they actually did win the treble, because Pompey weren't on the scene. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was fine. It was a, um... Well, the, the Blackburn Rovers? Yeah, they they wanted yeah. a point in '95, yeah. and there was um, another was... another time it went to the last day. Was that when no. when uh, Manchester United beat Middlesbrough three 0 away? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the last day, though, was it? It was. Oh, it was. Okay, it was, right. it was clinched. Okay. I mean, it was always going to be clinched. Yeah, um, but... I'll clinch you in a minute. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Clinch your throat. That'll do, Peter. Is that, is that pards? <laughs> <laughs> but this, this year was the 20th anniversary of the Premier League as well. Yeah. There you go. So it's a, 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 even more a significant story. Even, even more significant. But yeah, but Manchester, I mean, for those who can't remember or those who have forgotten, Manchester City was so distinctly second best yep. in that city. I mean, I know for, for most of the part, and obviously the, some people would definitely argue and league positions would suggest from, from one or two previous seasons that the changing of the guard is happening in North London, but it's far more keenly contested that yeah. and has been over the years even though Arsenal have won Premier League titles but Manchester United and Man City it was almost sort of night and day yeah well City had had wins before over United I think did they maybe beat them 4-0 um, well, at one point for, for like habit, before Jim, that they went for this habit of, of doing quite well in the Manchester Derby from what yeah. I remember yeah. the yeah. same way that Sunderland always beat Newcastle yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they, well they always raised it but in the mid 90s Man City had been hanging around the relegation zone and they were relegated from the Prem in 1996 on goal difference mm. with, uh, from Southampton and, and Coventry City who survived then the following season, um, in England's second tier, they finished mid-table. Then in 1998, they were relegated to England's third tier. Mm. I mean, it was, they were dark days in the late 90s. Now, they went up for the first time of asking an incredible uh, playoff final, four goals in the last 10 minutes. Um, and, and they were promoted again the, the, the following year, back-to-back promotions. So back in the Premier League in 2000. And I think a lot of them thought, ah, right, here we go then. Then they got relegated again. Man United won another league title that season just to establish the, uh, the dominance again. Sorry, were you forgetting what the, the natural order of things is? <laughs> yeah. Here's another reminder. Yeah, yeah but, it, but it's so easy. When you, when you just glance into Manchester City's recent history, you go, oh, yeah, they were such a yo-yo side. They were, they were, they were West Brom. Oh, well, I, I, don't even, I, I think the fans don't trust them. They still can't fill the ground. That's grounds. funny, isn't it? No, that's, it's funny because when... Played some of the best football the Premier League's ever seen, yeah. can't fill the ground. Yeah. But up until a few years ago, I detected as well with Man City fans, <laughs> there was definitely a sort of, oh, God, we always do it the hard way. Yeah, this is yeah. typical city type stuff. Yeah, well, a very famous Man City fan was saying that um, his son was saying, Oh, yeah, we've got Arsenal on the weekend. I can't remember when this was. And he's going, Yeah, I should win that. He's like, We'll we take a draw. No, it's still, it's a funny but one. This you know. is the thing with that season, as you, as you touched on, with how it was very clear, like, actually, you know, United were distinctly second best. This is when you started to actually trust it and believe, like, actually, you know, mm. this is here to stay. They are going to do yep. what they've set out to do and establish themselves. Indeed. And Man City, they, they got themselves back into the Premier League in 
the early noughties. And for the rest of the noughties, under various managers, Kevin Keegan, Stuart Pearce, Svenigans and Mark Hughes, they would finish 9th, 16th, 8th, 15th, 14th, 9th and 10th. Mm. So fairly uninspiring stuff. I mean, yeah, not stuff. as good. No, no. Not, as, not as good as they are now, Jim. The, no. the, the, <laughs> the stats are there to uh, not be argued with. But a, a few for a top half finishes. But uh, it wasn't, wasn't, it was still, even then, it was still a million miles away from what it is now. In the summer of 2008, the Abu Dhabi group bought the club off uh, Thaksin Shinaratra. And this changed everything. Mm. The money came in. An enormous amount of money came in. The, the new chairman, um, Al Mubarak, I think that's pronounced. Al Mubarak. Al Mubarak, sorry, said after the takeover, we're not going to do crazy stuff, but it makes sense for us to build a dynasty. And my goodness, aren't they just? And then he added, and here's a blast from the past, the executive chairman, Gary Cook, Gary Cook. and manager Mark Hughes call the shots, and we're here to help okay. them, them build a sustainable club. Mark Hughes is as good as they get, and we're backing him all the way. And I mean... What, and, <laughs> Gary, Gary Cook did certainly call some shots, didn't he? <laughs> didn't, remember, he didn't he just? Do you remember they tried to sign Kaká for a ex- like, huge amount of money? Yeah. And Milan didn't want to sell, and Gary, Kick, Gary Cook accused them of bottling it yeah. in the press. <laughs> the woeful jib of Gary Cook. Yes, I mean, right. Mubarak did uh, back uh, Mark Hughes to the tune of £270 million. I mean, like that's a lot of money. That said, though, some of his cheaper acquisitions were probably his most useful ones. Um, Vincent Company, Zabaleta, Gareth Barry. Yeah. yeah. These were like players who'd, been I, there for, who'd played there for quite a while. Imagine what longevity, could, relatively mm, speaking. Imagine what Sparky could do at Stoke with that sort of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey? Well, it was so funny because, because under Hughes, this was, as I say, when the, when the money came in. And to be fair, they did give him a little bit of time, especially in the modern context, mm. which, is, which is quite funny. But, but it was the signing of Rubinho. Do you remember that yes. transfer window? Because uh, it was on the on deadline day. Wasn't it, was it? it was on deadline insane. day. Rubinho, he had he had been superb for Real Madrid. He was instrumental in them winning the league title, and then he started getting a little bit antsy. And I think he wanted to force a move to Chelsea and Manchester City. Bearing in mind, remember those those finishes yeah. in in recent seasons. It wasn't yeah. like they were challenging for top four or anything. Far from it. Man City came in and out muscled Chelsea and one or two others and got Rubinho, and it was kind of like oh. They mean business. Mm. This is this is happening, and I think Hughes was on the golf course and didn't know the owners basically wanted a marquee signing. They wanted something off. Uh, they wanted they wanted something to, to to really show their their kind of financial muscle um, as it were. And it was this season that Sir Alex Ferguson branded Man City the noisy neighbours. Yeah, remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, I the old noisy neighbours. Very well. Now, we fast forward to December 2009. They sack Mark Hughes. They bring in Man- uh, Roberto Mancini, who guides them to a fifth-place finish. Hmm. Things are starting to change. That was easily their, 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 their best finish, of course. They'd brought in Carlos Tevez by now, mugging off Manchester United. Yeah. And, and he was on the signpost, welcome to Manchester, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And there was a little bit of stirring, and those noisy neighbours were only getting noisier. It's funny, because you don't think of Man City as upstarts now. No. They were real upstarts. The Gary Cook very thing, much that welcome so. to Manchester poster was very Mancunian it, it, it was a pointed thing, though, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah, to, try and, yeah. to try and own the noisy neighbours thing and actually get under United's skin. And it was also playing on, that poster particularly, was playing on the idea that Man United are a global club and that their fans aren't really from Manchester. That's essentially mm. what they were playing on. Yeah, well, their squad now, very recognisable names. Wayne Bridge, who was decent back then. Uh, Stephen Ireland, who was also decent. Uh, Martin Petrov, Patrick Vieira, Emmanuel Adebayor, Colo Torre, Craig Bellamy, Sean Wright Phillips, Johnny and Lescott. Decent Decent players back then, yeah. obviously not the, the world beaters that they have now, but they were still decent and the money started making a proper difference on the pitch. In 2010, 2011, they signed David Silva, Edin Dzeko, Yaya Torre, Marabalatelli, Alexander Kolarov and James Milner. And those players, um, some more than others, you know, were, were crucial. They finished third with Manchester United again winning the league. So Manchester United was still top dog, but, they but Man City 
finished third. They did win the FA Cup that season, beating Man United in the semi-finals. It's the club's first major trophy win since the League Cup in 1976. And when they beat Manchester United in the semi, you could see some of the Manchester United players and the fans and all sort of going, hang on, we're not having this. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the next season, it all went off. And we're going to talk about that season after. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. This. Two and a half minutes of stoppage time. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the... Bethlehem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. There there we we go. go. That's where it all began (laughs) for the Christmas story. Um, But before we talk about that uh, incredible 2011-2012 season, Luke Moore has got something to say. Yeah, our 12, we're counting down. We're on number nine at the moment. Listeners out there, we want you to get in touch with your favourite moments since 2007. We've had some great suggestions so Mm. far, but of course, we'll be revealing our winner on Christmas Eve, who will win a 55-inch 4K TV from Toshiba. Uh, And in addition to that, we'll also record a special in the new year of the winning moment as well. Mm. Toshiba offers you the chance to watch every football match in 4K picture clarity. 
Thanks to the TV's pinpoint sharp resolution, no detail, flick or kick of the ball will ever be missed. Enjoy 24-7 access to a whole world of online content, including catch-up TV and on-demand services such as Netflix. With this TV, you can also access last week's show on demand with Freeview Play. For an authentic audio experience, it also comes with a subwoofer to project the bass sound. Don't just hear, but feel the roar of the crowd. So for your chance to win, email in with your favourite moment from 2007 onwards to show at thefootballramble.com and our human filter, Pete Donaldson, will be there to help you out. Maybe you want to go for Phil Brown's on-field team talk. It's another one. It's a nice one. Another potential one. That was at Manchester City. Yeah. Was True. it really? Yeah. And then Jamie Bull, uh, Jimmy Bullard uh, parodied it. Yeah. He did, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> on his way, satirical bastard. On his way to <laughs> a regular hosting gig at Soccer AM. <laughs> and anywhere else at Lavin. Which will be number one on our list. Indeed. <laughs> Don't give it away, oh, man. Crying out loud. It Crying won't be really. No. <laughs> well, unless there's a recount. Anyway, um, the first half was all preamble, Mark. It was Let's all preamble. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. The summer of 2011, Manchester City signed Sergio Aguero from Atletico Madrid. Never a, heard of him. A big statement. Yeah. <laughs> they also signed Sami Nasri and Gail Clichy from Arsenal. Yeah. But they were quite, that was quite a statement as well. Yeah. Because yeah. Arsenal were... Well, that used to be what United did. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Come and like, take, take players and their rivals. One of the things that I think goes unreported or, or less than regularly recognised about this season City lost the Community Shield against Man United mm-hmm. after being 2 0 up. Mm. And Nani scored um, a 94th minute winner, which meant they lost 3 mm-hmm. 2. And I remember at the time thinking, this has been a really good game for a Community yeah. Shield game. Because sometimes they're a bit drab. That's aren't right, they? that's mm-hmm. right. But it was interesting because, again, it was City were getting, Manchester City were getting closer. And Manchester United were thinking, hang on, the Community Shield, you lot aren't meant to be here. Um, essentially, that it, they'd, they'd feel like they're noisy neighbours, like they're irritating neighbours who they're thinking, well, why are you at this big event? Mm. You lot shouldn't be Why here. are you at my work, dude? Yeah, exa- yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but Manchester United did win. They got that injury time and you thought, oh, OK, is the status quo going to continue? Now, on the only day of the season, they beat Swansea 4-0, Aguero scored and all the rest of it. It was the third match. They went to White Hot Lane and won 5-1. Jekko scored four and people were thinking, oh, hang on. Yeah. That, that, is, that is a big win. That's a very big win. And then Manchester, Manchester City, sorry, only dropped two points from the opening eight games, scoring 27, only conceding six. They went to Old Trafford to play the champions. Now, Manchester City fans would have been looking forward to this match after their third place finish and FA Cup win. Belief was building. All those years of playing second well, fiddle just exploded in that 90 minutes. This was one of, with the apologies to Man United fans listening, mm. this was one of, if not my favourite, Premier League game. It's one of the most yeah, outstanding Premier League games. Seismic. Yeah. Um, it had, I mean, in addition to the final game of the season, which we'll come on to, this game had everything. Mm. And I remember uh, Balotelli obviously scoring two the day after he set his own house on fire with Why fireworks. Always me t-shirt. With the Why Always Me t-shirt. And uh, I watched, obviously watched uh, most of the game back ahead of doing this, but I also watched the Alex Ferguson interview afterwards. Really? Okay. And, 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 and I don't know if you guys remember... But United started the game pretty well and City scored against the run of play. Mm -hmm. But United, perhaps, dare I say it, a bit of arrogance still from Mm -hmm. used to being on top. They were really open and they pushed and pushed and pushed. And um, the reason they conceded three more late on was because they kept pushing. They were a man down as well by then. Yeah, Johnny Evans was sent off. But even when Darren Fletcher scored a lovely one to make make it 3-1, he went and got the ball. Like they, they, and they, yeah, there, wasn't, yeah. there wasn't much time left, but they, mm. they still thought they could get something out of the game. And, and Alex Ferguson, to go back to my original point about him in the post-match interview, 
He's as angry as I've seen him. Mm. He's absolutely beside himself. He, the words he uses in that post-match interview, <laughs> I mean, bearing in mind he's so angry he can barely speak anyway. And he's only got to do it once because he didn't do the BBC, did he? No, but at that, <laughs> he, at that point he was talking to the oh, BBC again. Oh, he's still talking to the BBC, right, okay. And um, he, 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 he says, he uses the words uh, suicidal, a total embarrassment, and said so his team played crazy football. He's fuming because yeah, yeah. maybe he sees, just maybe yeah. he sees the significance of yes. what's just happened on their own patch. Mm. Well, I think one of the most sort of um, satisfying, um, <laughs> uh, you know exactly what I'm going to talk about, yep. Marcus, one of the most <laughs> satisfying kind of illustrations of how that power had shifted was the fan zone thing, yes. the very famous fan zone. Oh, of, yes. uh, the fan commentary. Of, of that, that guy who was like, uh, was like a teacher, wasn't he? But this really Mancunian guy just who kept going, yes. <laughs> For those who don't remember, there was two fa- a fan from each side commentating on the game. Yeah. Sky Sports used to do the, the And this commentary. one went, went viral very much so, didn't it? Because it just keeps going, yes. <laughs> Take it, yeah. take embarrass him. Six one at the swamp. <laughs> the swamp. <laughs> but the, the further significance is that, of course, United end up losing the title on goal difference mm-hmm. by eight goals, and City beat them by five goals. Mm-hmm. There, a huge, yeah. a huge. Fan it was well, such a big result. The, be, the best thing about the fans on thing was, that I think the Man United fan was drafted in. He was like a yeah. southerner. I, he oh, was yeah. drafted yeah. in by a yeah. mate of the producer because yeah. they just couldn't get any. That's really that's hilarious, can't. isn't it? <laughs> How properly. <laughs> He got mugged off on so many different. Like, so nobody's going to watch this. Yeah. No one's going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. It'll be your two-hour maximum. Yeah. But I love that the fact for Man City fans, the six-one at Old Trafford, it, it will live long in the memory. You'd be surprised <laughs> if another result happens. Well, United, like that. United's biggest um, home defeat since 1955, which was also to Man City. There you are, you see. Mm. But, it, but it was that kind of so many years of being second, just overthrown in, in one game. Because even when they finished third, Manchester United still mm. won the league the previous season. And, and, and the, to add even more significance to this game. If if United had won that game, they'd have overtaken City and gone top. Yeah, but like, the, two, the two of them were vying for it in, in yeah. first and second and place. As it stood, because of that, City went five points clear. Yeah, and Man City then went uh, unbeaten in the league until they lost 2-1 away to Chelsea on the 12th of December. Then they had a couple of sloppy results against West Brom, and then they lost to Sunderland. It's quite hard to think that Sunderland took four points off Man City that yeah. season. But they lost to an injury time winner from G. And people then They lost started... twice in a row to Sunderland 1-0, didn't they? Do you remember? It's quite famous. When was that? But oh, they, was that in the cup as they, well? They, no, they lost in the league either the season after or the season before, and almost exactly the same. Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, and people thought, oh, Man City going to bottle it, you know, typical City kind of uh, idea. But anyway, they, they got themselves up and and they um, held down first place. Um, but after the sorry, uh, Man City had sorry, yeah. I was just going to say which they needed because Man United reacted to that game against City in amazing fashion. They they went on a huge run themselves mm. after that. Yes, they did. They really responded well to it. Indeed, know? yeah. Um, and uh, uh, there was a few bumps on the way, but when March came along, they lost to Swansea, Manchester City. They drew with Stoke and with Sunderland. Now they'd held down first place in the league from that six-one win at Old Trafford on the twenty-third of October until early March, when Man United clawed it back. Now, Arsenal then beat Manchester City in early April, and Man City fans were nervous. Six, you forget, six games left. Man United were eight points in front of Manchester City with six games left. They had a good old lead. Oh, nobody talks about that lead, do they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, game, the game that killed United, if you remember, was that Everton game at Old four, Trafford. 4-4, four. yeah. They were 4-2 up yeah. um, with about 10 minutes left. And there were 20 minutes left, and Jelovic and Pinar both scored to make it 4-4. It was an incredible and, game. Yeah. And City won, beat Wolves the same weekend, I think. And Man City won five on the bounce, including a 1-0 home win against Manchester United. Vincent yeah. Company scored. Vincent Company with a towering header. Yeah, he was brilliant that game. So yeah. it all meant that the, it set up a straightforward scenario for Man City to just beat QPR at home. They were fighting relegation <laughs> QPR on the last day, and it didn't quite end up as straightforward as they like, of course. Um, but... Th- 
I think Manchester City fans went through all the uh, the, the emotions. They thought, oh, we're gonna, we've thrown it away. Yeah. Typical City, blah, 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 blah. Then they got themselves in that position. And, and, and at half-time, I think they were 1-0 up. It, it was, wasn't it was inspiring, but Zabaleta scored. You a bit nervy, but we're 1-0 up. We're playing against Queen's Park And it Rangers. was a mistake from Paddy Kenny. Yeah. And this game had everything the Ramble wants in a game. <laughs> yeah. right? David Silver with a lovely full head of hair. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Mike Dean as ref. Oh. Uh, Clint Hill in the mix-up. Yeah, well, <laughs> there we go. Please, hey. at least one of us. <laughs> Joey Barton, red card. Oh, yeah, Joey Barton. <laughs> so also, um, Joey Barton, the meltdown. Elbows Tevez in the face. Mm. Um, kicks Aguero, puts the nut on Vinny Company when Sorry. he comes in. Th- and then three goes, red cards. And then goes, he goes for Balotelli as he's walking off as well. Yeah, which he you almost made Sean Wright Phillips cry. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and he used to, to play that. for Man City. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. He's among friends. And on top of that, friends. though, like Joni Lescott then drops a massive clanger which lets QPR equalise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That 50p head. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky, yeah. Well, Cissé made it one all just after half-time and then uh, then Barton was sent off. So even, even when Cissé scored one all, you thought, oh, that's a bit... Oh dear! And then, but then Barton gets sent off, and you think, "Oh well, you, you're fine. You've, you've yeah. got the extra man, and so on." And then, out of nowhere, Jamie Mackey makes it two-one to QPR, and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh bloody hell!" I did not Is... see Jamie Mackey yeah. being part of this narrative. <laughs> no, I didn't think QPR were going to be part of this <laughs> with a faced header into the ground. But can you imagine if Manchester City had thrown that away? Mm. That all they need to do is beat QPR at home. Right, and Manchester United. Who were relegated? Were they not? Yeah. Uh, no, they weren't relegated. Okay, right. they, they just survived, but they were they were in the relegation fight. So it's a straightforward win. All you got to do is that. If they mess that up, the psychological blow might have been hard to come back from. Do you know what I mean? The first title is always always the the, the the one that you want to get over the line. Of course, they might say the second one is the hardest to win because of inertia and so on. But the psychological blow to Manchester City to lose it on the last day when you should win it against a, your massive rivals, exactly, who, you've twice. who would have yeah. basically just gone ah. I told you at two one down, they started as you would expect, and as we all know, they started knocking on the, on the door in a big way. And um, at one point, they bring Balotelli on, mm. and Paddy Kenny makes an amazing point blank save from Balotelli. Mm-hmm. And on co commentary is Niall Quinn, who's obviously an ex Man City player. Yeah. And you, when he makes that save, you can hear Niall Quinn going, Oh! Yeah. <laughs> he, he wants City to win so badly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jekko got a goal in the 92nd minute, which, to be honest, felt like a consolation. Yeah. Because it was the 92nd minute, you thought to yourself, it's well. There's no time. It's not yeah. as if it was on the 88th. You know, yeah, at, at that point, you, at that point, United had already won. Yeah, Manchester yeah, United yeah. beaten. I think Sunderland away one nil. Yeah, didn't Rooney score? Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they were done. And, and Manchester United fans at the time, they wouldn't have believed their luck. Right. Ten man QPR beating Manchester City at home, two mm. one going into that. I mean, it, it was so good that this match was at City as well. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is wonderful. Absolutely. Like, if it was, it, there would have been less polish to it, I think. If... Mm. Well, I was, in, I was in a pub in West London watching it with a load of QPR fans. Right. And they, they couldn't believe what they were saying. I mean, none of us could, you know. Mm. And then, of course, what happened at Jenny the end. Jenny Mackey, they were saying. They were yes. saying, wasn't he your replacement at Leatherhead under 18? <laughs> I, said, I said indirectly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could have done what he just did. <laughs> in a way, I have. Yeah. yeah. Probably what spurred him on. But. Um, <laughs> But uh, Jekko scored in the 92nd minute. And then the goal mouth scramble to end all goal mouth scrambles. I don't think it was that scrambling. I don't think it was a scramble. No, scramble. I, think, I think no. that's unfair. Okay. It was a nicely worked goal in a very compressed area. All right, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, 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 an 18-yard 
box scramble. Yeah. The small it box. It wasn't a scramble. It was there a wasn't box. a scramble. There was, was no scrambling. There was, a, there was a lot going on on the edge of the small box. You're not yeah. me, eggs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Balotelli manages to nudge the ball to Sergio Aguero. I think, yeah, I think it's great forward play. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, he, you know he, what? In, in the circumstances, he manages to get there. And the QPR defenders, you know, some of them, we'll never know, as, as Martin Tyler may or may not have said to me the other evening um, uh, when I was, I was chatting to him. But he, 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 some of those man, uh, QPR players were fighting relegation and they needed to not lose the game really so yeah. they were they were defending to the hilt but the ball manages to end up to Sergio Aguero who makes sure it's fair <laughs> yeah. to say it's a great finish and, yeah. and, and then all hell broke loose at the Etihad and, and everyone knows the Martin Tyler commentary yeah. um, but he also says something I thought was quite good after that he, he says um, and no one ever reports it he did a little Aguero at the end Aguero <laughs> no he, he said uh, Man City fans still shout Aguero to him in the street as you can imagine I, I think that what he says afterwards is quite Barry Davis-esque and it's not reported he says watch it drink it in They've just heard the news at the stadium of light. Premier League dreams have come true in blue. Oh, oh, wow, great that's great. That really is, that is good. Brilliant. And then that... Noel Quinn, who's just presumably just ejaculated, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just manages to, to groan out the greatest moment I've seen in Premier League football. He's yeah. Irish. He goes, oh, yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he just, you know. He goes, Martin, you, 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 wrote, you, wrote, you read that off a card. Yeah. <laughs> you had three made up, you tit. You've got oh. to stock all over the studio. <laughs> oh, no one's touching my babies. <laughs> So um, Aguero's winner actually came 15 seconds after the final whistle at Sunderland. Right. So United fans had that. They had that rah, smugness for 15 seconds. That's all they had. It they had quite a bit more time outside of that. Particular <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, themselves. Oh, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah, they can't complain <laughs> but, but really. A big moment because mm. not only just the most iconic end to a season we've seen since we started <laughs> doing the show, but a game that had everything yeah. in, in, in the front. And, and also, mm. as you said, Mark, as an articulated well, the ushering in of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a new super club, essentially, because it doesn't yeah. really mean anything until you start lifting big trophies. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. since then, Man City have won the league uh, one more time and, and they look odds on this season. Of course, they've won the League Cup a couple of times. Uh, they are among Europe's elite clubs. Uh, and the fact that they got Guardiola yeah. at the time, you know, when, he, when he was leaving by, uh, Bayern Munich, rather, it, it, it speaks volumes as well. They've transformed that club. And in 2014, opened a £200 million academy. I mean, again, this is just stuff that Man City fans... It's been from the days of Main Road and, and all that, that kind of stuff. I wonder so, how, so different. Without putting a dampener on it, mm-hmm. I wonder how many of them have a bit of nostalgia for those days when they were a little bit... Well, this is the payoff, isn't it? Because... because yeah. Deal with the devil. Well, if, I or, mean... All the best of both worlds. Yeah. Well, it's not, though, is it? Because it, you, you lose the... The, the sort of personality, you use the impersonal nature of, of, of feeling I a connection know. to your club. But if you've already got that there, does that really go away? I'm just, I'm just putting no, it and, and also, you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> the Etihad is hardly the Olympic uh, West Ham Stadium, though, is it? You know, it's a <laughs> much better home. No, I know what you mean. It's yeah. a much better home. But it is right that the, 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 this is, it's, it's such a, a toss-up, that, isn't it? Because some of those Man City fans will undoubtedly prefer the days of Main Road, and other Man City fans will go, what are you talking about? Yeah. We see mm. David Silva play. We've, we've beaten Manchester United in, in such fashion to win the league. We're I mean, to have that league. moment, you know, the, mm. to have oh. that. Apparently, Mancini's, uh, Mancini's really worried about his dad had a heart attack the last summer. Uh, he was really worried at the time he was going to have another one because of the, such a such oh, a yeah, cool. the match. He, Mancini, when they win it, goes absolutely crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He legs over to David Platt and Brian Kidd, massively hugs him, and, and the camera cuts to Vinnie Company on the floor in absolute pieces, yeah. and everyone jumped onto it. It meant such a huge amount to mm. them, you know. It was incredible. And Mancini will always uh, be welcome in, in Manchester, well, some parts of Manchester, we should say, <laughs> yeah. uh, for his for his party's play. I mean, obviously, he left the club not that long after, you know, a season or two, whenever it was. But he was the man who, who, who delivered the first uh, Premier League title. 
goal. But you look at Manchester City, you know, the, the group in charge of the club, they've expanded their portfolio around the world with the purchase of other clubs, including New York City FC and Melbourne City FC. Um, and the Manchester City, what we were just saying there, Luke, that, that many of us remember fighting relegation in the Premier League and the home games at Main Road and, and being distinctly second best at Manchester United well and truly in the past. And all that remains really is a Champions League win. Because yeah. it's a competition they haven't really taken to as yet. They got to a semi-final one year, but that really is is, mm. is the only trophy missing on the uh, in, in the cabinet. That's basically why Guardiola's there, and that's yeah. the next yeah. that's the next rung on the ladder for them, isn't it? And we never thought uh, a, a number of years ago, even even back ten years ago, something like that, that Manchester City would be in such a position. But here they are, mm. ladies and well, gentlemen. Well, we were a lot uh, younger back then. <laughs> I mean, the problem so, with that is, you know, they're getting later in year because I don't even recognise. Yeah, that that's uh, Talisa's Young from her debut solo album, Female Boss. Oh, the Female Boss—that's the record she put out when she was a judge on X Factor, I getting so. prime time exposure every Saturday night, and it got to about three hundred in the charts. <laughs> well, yeah. you can tell why. Listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to our fourth of our 12 Rambles of Christmas. Of course, it's a daily countdown of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we ruddy well started all those years ago in 2007. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> if, you you get, if you want to get... I was going to press my button to say goodbye, but uh, I'll press this button instead on myself. Hey, do you want to get involved uh, <laughs> when you suffer a Toshiba at 4K television? I'm a Toshiba. I've always had a Toshiba in my life. There you go. It's They're good. very dependable. You're um, now living the brand. I know you're trying go. to give them away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to get involved and you've got a, uh, a happenstance that you want to nominate for a show, get involved show at thefootballramble.com. Are you absolutely sure that song you played there wasn't Dane Bowers? <laughs> <laughs> you're out of your mind, Luke Moore. <laughs> the male um, boss. <laughs> there we are. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. I'm a Toshiba man. Mm-hmm, and I am. It's <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Once they've started, I can't stop them. Goodbye. <laughs>